trade rumors and the impact of John Carlson on this Capitals team. Your Locked On Capitals, your daily podcast on the Washington Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome into this edition of Locked On Capitals. I'm so glad you decided to join me today. As always, this podcast is free and available on all the major platforms. And I want to thank you for making this your first listen or view of the day. Yes, this podcast is also available in video form, so head on over to YouTube and check it out. My name is Dan Holmey. You can find me on Twitter. It's at DanCaps218. You can find the show on Twitter. It's at LockedOnCaps. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. So in this episode of Locked On Capitals, we will talk about the trade targets that are out there, the rumors, uh, possibilities of, you know, kind of far-fetched uh, players out there that could potentially come to the Capitals. Let's face it. If the Caps can turn around their fortunes and start winning, I think that Brian McClellan is going to be all in on this season and the Caps making a push. It's ultimately up to the Caps to, you know, to determine their destiny. If they start winning, I think that Brian McClellan is going to be all in and you can see this Caps team make a solid push. We'll talk about that in the show. Then we will talk about the impact of John Carlson on this team. As we know, he has been out since he took that slap shot off Dylan. And, you know, when what is the outcome? And how long is he going to be out of the lineup and his true impact on this Caps team? And then we will talk about the road ahead in the games that are coming up this week. But just to get going here, Talking about the Capitals and what lies ahead. As we know this week, they have two huge games against the Carolina Hurricanes, and then they have one against the Florida Panthers, who are playing a bit better as well. So they are going to have to be prepared to, to take down these teams on these games that mean the most. Uh, there's no time to backpedal. There's no time to sit back. They have to be engaged. They have to get on the board first. The Capitals always play better when they are playing from ahead. It's you know pretty common among most teams in the NHL, but if the Caps can get on the board first... I think it puts them in a good position uh, to do great things. But as we take a look at it, like I talked about off the top of the show, in yesterday's show I talked about you know, the possibility of the Capitals being sellers if they don't turn their things, you know, the, the game around. If all of a sudden they start going on a long losing streak or say they lose two of the games to the Hurricanes or say they lose all three for some reason, then the Caps could be sellers. But... You know, what What did we find this last weekend that the Capitals were able to win a game that on paper they probably shouldn't have won? They beat the Bruins in Boston, the team with the best record in the NHL. They found a way to beat them, so it is in within reason to believe that they could, in fact, take down the Carolina Hurricanes. They could take them down in both games. It is a potential, and if they're able to do it, I think that also changes the fortunes for this Caps team. You know, in yesterday's pod, I kind of talked about the negative impact if they lose these games and that the Caps could be sellers. But if they found a way to win two of those games, say they won both of the games against the Hurricanes, the team that's in first place in the Metro, 
that also changes things. We want to look at the positive if they're able to do that. In that case, I think Brian McClellan is going to be all in um, on making a push uh, for the playoffs. You know, it's easy to look at it and say, well, you know, this season is done. You know, they lost this game or that game. Listen, there it's it's not the end of the season right now. There is still some hockey to play, and I have no reason to believe uh, that they cannot win both of those games. I think that they have it intrinsically within them to find a way to win. Again, they have won on some of the biggest stages. Again, most recently against the Bruins. I ultimately think they do have what it takes to take them down. That was a statement win. Make no mistake about it. So one of the free agents or trade uh, trade potentials out there, rather, would be Jonathan Taze of the Chicago Blackhawks. And I know what you're going to say, Dan. There's no way that Jonathan Taze is going to come to the Capitals. There's just no way it's going to happen. Well, let's face it. That Blackhawks team is quite horrible this year. Um, and they are in the Connor Bedard sweepstakes, as I've talked about. And they're looking for a new face. I ultimately think they're going to move on from Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taze. I do think that Patrick Kane is going to be a bit of a harder move uh, because he has those hip issues that I'm hearing more and more about. Um, I, he was slated to go to the Rangers, uh, but ultimately uh, the Rangers ended up going with Tarasenko. So that was one of the teams that Kane was interested in going to. It ultimately remains to be seen where he goes. But in this segment here, we're going to talk about Jonathan Taze and the possibility that he could become a capital. Does that seem far-fetched to you? It shouldn't seem that far-fetched. Taze is a 34-year-old left-shot centerman from Winnipeg, Manitoba, Winnitoba, currently playing for the Blackhawks. He was drafted third overall by the Hawks in the 2006 NHL entry draft and was able to make an impact at the NHL level right away. He played 64 games in his rookie year during the 2007-2008 season after playing one more year in the NCAA, scoring 24 goals and adding 30 assists. For 54 points, he is in the 15th NHL season and has been the team's captain since 2008-09, this story in the Hockey Writers. So he has that leadership quality. He has that goal-scoring touch that we're looking for. One of the things I've talked about in this podcast is the Capitals need another scoring forward. I talked about that on the show with Matt Wyrick. We talked about what do the Capitals need. We talked about that they need a defenseman, a depth defenseman, maybe a big name defenseman if John Carlson doesn't come back. But in the forward position, could a player like Jonathan Taze help this Caps team? You bet it could. Does it seem a bit far-fetched? I don't know. I guess it remains to be seen. There have been some big players already this season that have moved that seemed improbable. Tarasenko going to the Rangers, Bo Horvat going to the Islanders. For both of those teams, I bet they thought that was kind of far-fetched. Again, this is all going to hinge on how the Caps play. If they can turn it around, then I think that Brian McClellan is going to be all in. Uh, if you take a look last season, one of the things that he said is he didn't want to invest too much into this team, last year's team that is, because he didn't think they were going to make a big push. As it turns out, they did make it to the playoffs. They made it to the first round. Subsequently, they were eliminated. So it is within reason to believe if the Caps can find a way to win, I think that Brian McClellan and ownership will be all in. Uh, Taze played his junior career for the University of North Dakota in the NCAA, and that is pretty much a hockey factory out there. 
So many big names have come out of the University of North Dakota that it is not too surprising that that is where he spent his time. Bringing him in would allow the Caps to spread out their forward lines a bit and given them a third-line centerman they could use and rely on while they can move Evgeny Kuznetsov to the wing and play him alongside Nick Backstrom. The addition of Taze would also boost the offensive production in the bottom six while improving the team's overall two-way play. He has always been a solid defensive player, so with his leadership and veteran mindset, he could help guide some of the younger guys to follow suit and play a stronger stronger all-around game. And you know, I'm hearing this story, and I was reading this uh, in the hockey writers, but it's not just the hockey writers. I have heard rumblings about Jonathan Taze and the Capitals you know, for the last couple of weeks here. Do I think there's any smoke to that fire? I guess it remains to be seen, but I do think that he would make an excellent addition uh, to this Caps team. As we know, we talked about they do need that uh, more of a scoring touch. They do need a depth player, and I hate to refer to Jonathan Taze as a depth player, but he could definitely be one of the players uh, that could help the Caps out. So the question now needs to be asked, it always needs to be asked, is what would it cost the Capitals? As I've spoke about, uh, even though it's Jonathan Taze, I'm against the idea of trading away a McMichael or a Lapierre to get a player that, you know, could be a rental, you know, or a short-term deal. When ultimately he is an older player and we know that this team is facing a rebuild at some point. The caveat to that, however, is if the Capitals really found a way to ratchet it up, uh, then I might entertain an idea. I still would not want to get rid of their top uh, draft picks. I would rather give up an Eller, a Mantha, um, a Protus, something like that. But what is it? what would it cost the Capitals? Taze is in the final year of his massive contract, which is... $10.5 million, uh, excuse me, a $10.5 million cap hit until the end of the 2022-23 season. For any deal to work, the Blackhawks would have to retain 50% of his contract, bringing the value for any team down $5.25 million. He would have to waive his no-movement clause to join the Caps, meaning he may end up re-signing with the team for a decent price if he sees a solid chance at winning another Stanley Cup in the short term. Do I think that Jonathan Taze would be interested in winning another Stanley Cup? Absolutely. He sees what's going on in Chicago, that it's just kind of this cesspool and there is no clear leadership. There is no clear plan for success as of right now in Chicago, even if for some strange reason they were able to land Connor Bedard, that's still not going to change the fortunes enough for that team. One player cannot turn around uh, the fortunes of a team. So is Jonathan Taze a possibility on the Capitals? Yes. Do I think it's going to happen? Crazier things have happened. Would it help this team? Of course it would. All of this hinges on the Caps and how they're going to play. All right, so after the break here, we are going to talk about a defenseman that could be a good fit on this Capitals team. Who am I talking about? We'll talk about him next. 
Midway point of the NBA season is here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and threes drained Plus, FanDuel lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. And guys, even if you're not into betting, you could bet on an upcoming NBA game. It makes watching the games that much more exciting. So don't miss your chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. All right, welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In this next segment here, we are going to talk about a defenseman. Is there a defenseman out there that could help solidify the Caps blue line? As I've spoke at nauseum on the show about is the fact that John Carlson is the only Caps blue liner under contract after this season. So many questions abound. And we know John Carlson. That is the big elephant in the room. Is he going to come back this season? And if he is, in fact, when is that going to be? Is he going to come back in time to help this Capitals team make a push? If he comes back the last month of the season, is that going to help him? If they make it to the playoffs, sure. But say for some reason they don't make it to the playoffs, it's not really going to help out. So, what, what are some of the things that we know is that he is supposed to be reevaluated. And we'll talk a little bit more about John Carlson in the latter segment of this show. But as of right now, being that we're talking about the blue line, is if he is in fact not going to come back until later this season or perhaps next season, um, I guess they're going to have to go out and seek um, another defenseman. And are there any options? As it turns out, there are. As we take a look out here and we see the options out there is Dmitry Kulikov. Uh, and how could he benefit the Caps? Kulikov is a 32-year-old left-shot defenseman from Russia currently playing for the Ducks. As we know, the Ducks are having a horrible season. I mean, it, my heart goes out to the guy that covers Locked On Ducks. It is a tough team to watch. It is a tough team, I got to imagine, to cover. Um I'm sure that they're looking to move out some pieces. I'm sure that Dmitry Kulikov is looking for a way out of Anaheim. Make no mistake it about it. He was drafted by the Florida Panthers in 2009 NHL entry draft in the first round at 14th overall. During his rookie season, he scored three goals and 13 assists for 16 points through 68 games in the 09-10 season. He is in his 14th season in the NHL and has played for seven different teams. This season with the Ducks, he has scored two goals and added eight assists for 10 points through 52 games. He has played 857 games in his career, scoring 44 goals and adding 164 assists. For 208 points, do I think that he would be a good fit on the Caps? You better believe it. Um, as we talked about, they do need added players on the blue line. We know that Gustafson, we know that Van Riemsdyk, we know that Jensen, we know that Irwin, not all of these guys, Martin Faravari, they're not all going to be able to come back. 
would adding Dmitry Kulikov to this team help them out, at least in the short term? Sure. Again, like I talked about in the previous segment, this all hinges on how the Capitals are going to play. If they can turn their fortunes around and start playing better, do I think it would help them out? Of course I would. So just taking a look at Kulikov, he is you know, a really great player. I do think that he would be a good defenseman. Again, he is probably looking for his way out of Anaheim. Kulikov spent his draft year playing in Quebec Major Junior Hockey League um, while he played alongside a few familiar names, Mike Hoffman, Sean Couturier, and Chris DeMonico. His 57 games uh, with the team, he scored 12 goals and added 50 assists for 62 points. He also has the opportunity to represent Russia at the World Junior Champions. So, Obviously, he brings a lot to the table. What would it cost the Capitals? That is the question. Kulikov is currently in the final year of a two-year contract that expires at the conclusion of 2022-2023 season. It has a $2.25 million cap hit, which is very affordable for many teams, but will still see a bit of a struggle for the Caps to work with. There would likely have to be some retention on the duck side in order to make the deal work. As a pending unrestricted free agent, he would end up being used as a rental that provides veteran leadership as the final push is made for a Stanley Cup. So his contract expires uh, at the 22-23 season. Um, so at the conclusion of this season, so he would be viewed uh, as a rental. But, you know, a potential, you know, if he played well, he could be someone that could come in and bolster this team. Again, if they make a push, we know that the Caps need help on the blue line. It has been going along pretty well, all things considered, this season. Could they use some help? Of course they could. Do I think that Dmitry Kulikov would be a good fit on this Caps team? You better believe it. Uh, so some of these names that you hear about out there, and just, um, you know, there's already some movement going on. For example, to wrap up this segment here, just some movement going on around the NHL. Phoenix Copley, as we all know, who was a goalie in the Capitals organization for some time, is killing it. Out in uh, L.A. playing for the Kings, he finally found his home. Uh, he signed a one-year deal. I want to say it was for $1.9 million. And hats off goes to Phoenix Copley. I spoke about him last summer, about ultimately there was no spot for him in the Capitals organization. There just was no spot for him here. So he ended up going out to... LA as a backup, you know, and I don't think that he was ever really worked into or planned to being in a starting role. I just think it's based on injury, but in his time there, he has done a great job and really helped out that LA Kings team. So again, like I've talked about in this podcast, if you kind of start to recount the different goalies that have left this team and gone on and done a great job, there are so many to count. You take a look at Samsonov, you take a look at Vanacek, you let take a look at Varlamov and Grubauer and Holtby when he was playing. So many of the goalies left the caps and gone on to greater, bigger and better things. You know, one of the things that's thought about out there is, did the Capitals have a good backup in Phoenix Copley considering how he's playing in LA? Listen, you can't live your life in the rearview mirror. We didn't know what kind of goalie he was going to be uh, on an everyday basis. You know, he, we never really saw that kind of goalie when he was playing for the Caps. For whatever reason, a change of zip code did him well, and now he's playing well with the Kings. At the end of the day, we just need to be happy for Phoenix. He finally found a home in the NHL, not the AHL. 
So what's another one of the big players out there is Chikorin out there. And where is he going to end up? Uh, there's just so many different big names out there that are, you know, talked about getting moved uh, around. And you're going to start to see some of these big names uh, start to move here sooner or later. Do are any of them on the Capitals radar? Uh, I guess that remains to be seen. All right. So after the break here, we are going to talk about John Carlson, his contributions to the team. And we're also going to talk about the Capitals and where they are right now. Are they in a good position to make a push? And who are some of the standout players on this team? We'll talk about that next. Next partner has a product I use literally every day. I started taking Athletic Greens because I wanted more energy. I wanted a supplement that actually tastes great. I wanted to see what the hype was about. Now I've been taking it for several months and it doesn't taste like it's super healthy. It has kind of a mild tropical taste that I actually look forward to taking each morning. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all of these things. Now I take it because I have young children at home, and if you have kids, maybe you can relate. You need that boost of energy. It's lifestyle-friendly. Whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, it contains less than one gram of sugar. It costs less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. It's cheaper than getting all the different supplements yourself. You're investing in an all-in-one nutritional insurance. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up on the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In this next segment here, we are going to kind of talk about the state of the Capitals and where they sit as they head towards the trade deadline. As we know, that's March 3rd. Um, you know, a, a bit of indecisiveness, a bit of a team that is struggling with an identity. Currently, the record is 27-20-6, 8th in the Eastern Conference. This story in The Athletic, where they stand, Washington's grasp on a playoff spot appears to be slipping out of its hand after a disastrous January torpedoed a sparkling 11-2-2 December. Ovi is the only Capitals player who's on pace for more than 20 goals this season. Their top-end offensive weapons aren't as dangerous competitors like Pittsburgh, Florida, Buffalo, and now even the Islanders. Washington defends well and has solid, albeit unspectacular, goaltending. This is a polished, structured veteran team that's handled a constant barrage of injuries pretty well. That will give the Caps a legitimate shot, but it might not be enough. And that's one of the things that we talked about. One of the things I talked about in this show is that Alex Ovechkin is the only one on pace to score more than 20 goals of those teams uh, if you take a look at Pittsburgh, Florida, Buffalo, and the Islanders, they have more depth scoring. They have scoring up and down the lines there. They don't just have Alex Ovechkin you know, scoring goals. They don't have their one big player on their team just scoring goals. They are getting it from multiple sources. 
That's my thought. That's why Jonathan Taze may be a good fit on this team. They need that scoring. And Jonathan Taze is a guy that's been in this league for a long time. He's a leader. I think it could help. If it's not Jonathan Taze, there are other options that I've spoke of in the show that could help with the scoring. Because as it stands right now, the Caps' hopes of making the playoffs are you know, a bit iffy. I'm not saying they're not going to make it, but I'm going to say that it is not looking the greatest for them, uh, all things considered, um, if they're going to make a push. Uh, And if they're going to have to do it, they're going to have to do it, you know, with help on the defense as well. Uh, One of the things that we talk about in the show all the time is the goaltender. You know, is Darcy Kemper and Charlie Lindgren living up to their potential? All the fanfare and all the hoopla when they were signed in the offseason, they need the help from the blue line in front of them if they're going to have any chance. And they're going to have to do that with one of their biggest blue liners, John Carlson, has been out for the last month after being struck in the head with a slap shot and remains on LTIR. He's still expected to be out for a long time. That's especially concerned for the power play, which has gone cold without him. And what does he mean for this team? He means a lot. He's the Caps' number one blue liner, and uh, they could definitely use him back in the lineup, that is for sure. The Capitals are certainly missing Carlson's offensive production from the blue line, and it's evident in the value he drives during five-on-five offensive play. The Caps are better with him offensively, and he drives a higher rate uh, for the Caps when he's on the ice instead of it. There's a caveat to Carlson, though. The years of Carlson being a plus defender during five-on-play, five-on-five play have passed him by. The Caps and Peter Laviolette should probably be utilizing him a bit differently, writes Nova Caps. Perhaps a reduction of ice time and penalty kill deployments could make him more effective. The fact of the matter is Carlson is still a top four caliber defenseman in the league just as a result of the offensive uh, prowess. And one thing's for certain, he's still one of the six best defensemen on the Caps. The team will be better with him on the ice, especially if he's used optimally. And, uh, you know, that's one of the things is you can't overuse him. That's one of the criticisms that I've heard from a lot of different people out there is that he's getting overworked. And, you know, ultimately that is not what led to his injury. You know, he got hit with a slap shot. That has nothing to do with his ice time, I guess, theoretically. Or, you know, he couldn't have been, you know, if you want to say, well, maybe if he wasn't on the ice, he went to got hit, of course. But that's a crazy thing to say. He's a hockey player. He's going to be on the ice. Um, So his injury wasn't really linked to to being overused per se, but you could say that a potential injury could be uh, the reason uh, for him getting injured. Say he's playing so much time that he has a muscle strain or, you know, something of that nature, just, uh, you know, something that is getting overworked that could potentially be a cause of his injury. So for the Caps to use him in the right capacity is optimal. And that's one of the things that you're starting to see drawn to focus is that John Carlson, in my assessment right now, is the number one blue liner, of course, when he's in the lineup on the team. Um, But they're going to have to split that workload a little bit. They can't rely solely on him. And uh, you've seen the likes of Gustafson and you've seen the likes of Trevor Van Riemsdyk step up and fill that role they're going to continue to need to help him out even after John Carlson returns if this Caps team wants to continue to make a push for the playoffs. The Caps face the Hurricanes Tuesday night. They play them on the weekend. There's the Florida Panthers in between there. These are big games. The Caps must win these games. They would be in a lot better position with Carlson in the lineup. They would be a lot better with Wilson and Dowd in the lineup. But the fact of the matter is... 
They've got to do the best with what they've got. And they've done a good job for the most part. This is a Caps team that took down the Bruins without Wilson in there, without Carlson in there, without Dowd in there. They have it within them to do it. They've got to find a way to do it against the Hurricanes, against the Panthers, if they want to continue to keep rolling. Um, you know, the teams that are out there that were struggling are getting better. You take a look at the Islanders, you know, the little bit lower in the standings, but, you know, with the addition of Bo Horvat, if they tighten up the screws a little bit, they could give uh, the Caps a run for their money. Same goes for Pittsburgh. If they go on a tear there, it's going to make it that much more difficult. You take a look at it, Carolina, uh, New Jersey, and the Rangers, right? They're kind of running away with it at the top of the Metro. The Capitals are really going to have to keep their foot buried down to the floor and apply all pressures. There are no games taken for granted. They should not have viewed the San Jose Sharks game as, you know, a, a trap game. They shouldn't have viewed it as a, a, an easy out, shall we say. They should have taken it more seriously because they could have used the points. They can use the points against the, uh, the Hurricanes. They can use it against the Panthers and the weekend set or the weekend conclusion game, the stadium series. They can use that against Carolina as well. Those points, those Metro points mean the most Let's hope for a big week, guys. I'm not all doom and gloom. I'm just kind of talking about what happened over this past weekend. You know, it's easy to ride a high, but then you got to get on the roller coaster as it goes down as well. The Caps have got to find a way to maintain, you know, be more consistent. Uh, that's going to be their keys to success. All right. Once again, I want to thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Dan Holmey, and I'll talk to you again next time.